Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Understory Podcast. Understory Podcast features innovators, innovations, and organizations that are trying to help to make our world more sustainable. And today, I'm really excited to have Diana Chaplin at One Tree Planted to join us to talk about her work and the organization's work. Diana, welcome to our podcast. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So tell us about One Tree Planted for those who don't know the organization that well, and um, what do you guys do, and how do you guys do it? Yeah, absolutely. So One Tree Planted, we have a very simple mission. We plant trees. Uh, we plant trees all around the world. We have an amazing network of global reforestation projects, and we're singularly focused on this particular area of environmental restoration. I think we're all kind of, you know, those that are tuned into the world of sustainability and what's needed. There are so many solutions that are part of this overall global problem. Uh, but we can't address them all as a single organization. So what we're really aiming to do is make a really positive environmental impact by planting trees. And we're very careful about how and where and why we're doing that. All of our projects have a unique set of criteria that they're you know really vetted to make sure that they meet a certain standard, that they're very good quality, that they have an impact for local communities as well as the land as well as wildlife. And so we um, operate in many, many, many parts of the world, and each project really has a unique story in terms of, you know, why the trees are being planted and the ultimate impact that's being made through that reforestation project. Great. And um, you talk about reforestation and environmental restoration. For for those who are not as familiar with these concepts or terms, how would you describe reforestation or environmental restoration to the the public and just to educate us a little bit more on these these concepts? That's a really great question, you know, and even just now it almost sounded like we're using those terms interchangeably right. and they're absolutely related, but they're not exactly the same. Okay. So environmental restoration is really looking at um, an area, an ecosystem, uh, you know, some land, it could also be ocean ecosystems um, that had some kind of damage that was done, right? And so things like that include, for example, forest fires, um, former mining operations is another example. Another could be invasive species. This is really a huge problem that not many people know about. Things like severe erosion, as happens with landslides after floods sometimes. So so there's many of these um, things that happen with the land for a variety of reasons that really leave it kind of um, destroyed or somehow unable to sustain its ecological processes. You know, in the example of forest fires, um, you know, people ask, well, doesn't the forest grow back? And, and yes and no. Yes, sometimes it does. It really depends on the damage. But sometimes, um, it, you know, nature is not able to recover completely on its own. And that's where some kind of human intervention is necessary. But now ecological restoration can include a variety of activities, right? So sometimes that's creating integrity in waterways. Sometimes that involves planting a variety of, of uh, grasses or shrubs and kind of trying to 
uh, restore a ecosystem for a particular purpose, whether it's for wildlife or for people or something like that. So ecological restoration or environmental restoration is a really broad category that basically means taking an ecosystem and helping it be healthy again after something happened. And then reforestation falls within that category. Reforestation is specifically planting trees. And so when you look at one of these things that sort of might have happened to cause an ecological disturbance, trees are just such a very, very important part of any healthy ecosystem. And so reforestation is, okay, when you look at that area, um, are trees needed here? Uh, what kind of tree species? How should we plant them? There's very specific strategies based on, you know, what the, what the damage is or what you're trying to achieve in that restoration project. And so reforestation is specifically planting trees in one of these areas. And a lot of times, the best projects really include a holistic mix of a variety of these activities. It really should work together because, you know, we don't have monocultures in nature. We have healthy forests that have different species and a variety of vegetation that are all kind of mixed in together. Yeah. And um, I, I think one of the statistics is that, um, the the organization has planted over six million trees to date. Can you share where you have planted trees or where you have done reforestation projects? Yeah, absolutely. And it's the beginning of a new year and we're actually finalizing our numbers now. But okay. for 2020, uh, 2020 alone, we planted over 10 million trees. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think our total... I think I gave you the 2019 number. Exactly. So we've really grown. We've really grown a lot. Our team has grown. Our capacity has grown. uh, And that's really a testament to how more and more people are really becoming aware of the issues around climate change, around sort of environmental damage that's happening and really wanting to support. So, um, so, So that's great to see. I mean, unfortunately, Unfortunately, we wish we wish that the conditions that were creating the need for this were not there because those conditions are great and escalating and and very severe. But that aside, um, you know, I mentioned that we're global, and so we have planted many trees in many parts of the world. I mean, we have a project right now where we're working on planting 25 million trees in Australia as part of recovery efforts after the you know really uh, huge forest fires that happened uh, near the tail end of 2019 and beginning of 2020 that had a huge impact on biodiversity over a billion uh, wildlife creatures were affected so you know so that's that's something huge Um, in the pacific northwest we're planting three million trees in brazil and south latin america we have a variety of projects that are really trying to restore um, the forest after a lot of the deforestation that's been happening there. So every, every project, every country, uh, we really look at what is needed in this area, what is happening here and how can reforestation help? You know, we're not just kind of going around planting trees wherever. We also want to make sure that 
anywhere that we are conducting these projects. They are supported really well so that there is a good plan to make sure that those trees actually survive, you know, in the long term, um, you know, and that really involves working with local communities. That's one of the most important things to this work. You know, I think people that love trees, they love nature, they think of a forest. Um, but when we are doing these projects, there is a very deep and profound and intricate connection between the people. You know, it's the people that are going and doing this work. A lot of times it's local communities, whether it's farmers, whether it's, um, you know, conservation organizations, watershed organizations, volunteers. That's who's really kind of hands in the dirt, boots on the ground that's that's executing this work. And so it's really important to make sure that all of that is done right. Yeah, that's that's really helpful background. I think one of the things that, uh, Diana, you're alluding to is really about the importance of on-the-ground implementation and really getting people to do the work uh, and to achieve some of these uh, big objectives that you, you just mentioned. How how is it done in different countries? Um, you know, is it through volunteers? Is it through organizations and their employees? Can you just give a little bit more detail as to the implementation once you identify an area where um, One Tree Planet can go in with the right infrastructure and support to uh, make an impact? Yeah, you know, that really touches on one of the most sort of dynamic challenging and amazing parts of being a global organization because if it's the answer is all of those things okay. it just depends on which project which region um, you know and there's also different cultures there's different languages so all of that needs to be navigated so in some cases you know for example agroforestry agroforestry is a strategy that really integrates trees into agricultural lands there's many benefits to having trees in areas where there are farms first of all the trees can produce fruit and nuts and things that can be consumed um, that have nutritional value and that also can be sold you know for a socioeconomic impact but they also benefit the soil that then helps grow the fruits and vegetables better um, so in those cases of agroforestry we work with a lot of farmers a lot of farming cooperatives you know these are people who um, are conducting agricultural uh, operations or operations maybe is, is such a mechanical word um, but they have farms you know sometimes they're very small farms sometimes they're bigger. So in those cases, we're working with a lot of farmers and really making sure that they're planting the trees in the places where they should and in the ways that they should to have both an ecological and a social impact. But elsewhere, you know, we do, for example, work with um, the U.S. Forest Service. And so um, those trees are going into national forests throughout the United wow. States. And so in that sense, we're working with a federal agency, right? Yeah. And so we have a variety of criteria. Um, and sometimes it's bureaucratic, but the advantage of that is that here is a team that really knows how to systematically plant a lot of trees in a way that will be effective and efficient and that will have really good survival rates. And that ultimately benefits you know, the places where we go hiking and bike riding and get to enjoy nature and all of the national forests um, throughout the United States. And so I'm sure I can give you at least a handful more examples, but really it varies based on the project, the region, and what are the, the local human resources available in that area. 
Got it. Um, I think one of the partnerships that the organization has is with the Jane Goodall Institute. Uh, would you be able to share a little bit more detail as to what you, uh, your organization is doing with the Jane Goodall Institute? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we have, as we've grown, we've really started to develop some awesome, really exciting partnerships with other organizations. So with the Jane Goodall Institute, we're partnering to plant and restore 3 million trees in Uganda in a region called the Albertine Rift, which is a one of the world's biodiversity hotspots. Um, even within the continent of Africa, this particular region has a very high concentration of birds, of amphibians, of a variety of other wildlife. And of course, as uh, we know, and probably many of your listeners know, uh, chimpanzees are the species that started, you know, Jane Goodall's career. Um, she's very passionate about those. And there's a lot of chimpanzee populations that reside in this area. So one of the objectives of this particular project is forest connectivity. Mm-hmm. So what happens is... Um, um, the forests are getting fragmented, you know, because they're getting cut down for a variety of reasons. And so what that does is it diminishes the areas that the chimpanzees can thrive in, uh, which ends up really harming their populations. So it's very important to connect these various forest patches so that they have a bigger ecosystem in which to thrive. And then the other amazing thing about the Jane Goodall Institute in particular is that they have a program called the Take Care Uh, program. And what this means is that it's really connecting with the local people and supporting them in ensuring that these forests continue to thrive, right? So that involves things education. It involves things like other parts of the program that will help reduce the cutting down of forests. So for example, having more uh, efficient stoves that people can use for cooking, you know, Mm. things like that are really part of we need to be considering. And so that's an amazing partnership. We also work with the uh, Rainforest Alliance in some other parts of the world, in South America mainly. So there's all of these wonderful uh, fellow organizations that are doing great work. And the more that we can collaborate and work together, ultimately the bigger impact that we can have. Yeah. Uh, that's a great, great point. And, and thanks for sharing what you're doing with, uh, for example, the Jane Goodall Institute uh, in Africa. So Diana, tell us about uh, if you were to give a challenge to the public, um, you know, the generations that really care about climate change and want to do something even on a personal level or within their organizations, where can they find more about your organization and in what ways can they participate and engage? Yeah, well, I'll start with our organization and then kind of expand to that because I think it, it is a bigger question. So we're at OneTreePlanted.org. Very easy to find us. We're at OneTreePlanted across the board on social media. So please check us out and feel free to reach out. We're very responsive, even in like Instagram DMs. Uh, we answer questions and we really appreciate that because we love to connect with our community and just kind of share this information information as much as possible. And you can plant a tree with us for as little as $1 for one tree. And you can have a choice in where that tree is planted. And all of that is available on our website. And then I think the bigger question of how people can participate, you know, I think of it as 
These are really, really big challenges that we need to address as, I think, a human community on this planet. Um, there's so much that's that's we deeply interconnected, and you can't solve all of those problems. So what I think of it as, I can look around and I can say, well, what, what can I do? What do I have the power to do? Where do I have influence in my local community? You know, maybe you're a teacher. Um, you can do some, some sustainability education with your classes. Or even if you're a parent, you can, you know, lead a little class with kids maybe. Um, you know, you can compost. You can buy less plastic when you're shopping. You can look closer at labels and make sure that you're really thinking consciously in terms of buying decisions. Um, you can, you know, do less laundry. You know, a lot of people kind of, you know, just throw yeah. their clothes in the bin after wearing them one day. Um, that does not fly in my house. Like I pull stuff out of there and I'm like, this shirt is clean. You wore this <laughs> one time, put it back in the drawer because over time that really adds up in terms of right. just resources that we're all using. And then if you want to really make a bigger impact, what can you do in your work, you know, with your employer, with the company that you work for in your local community, connect with local organizations doing all kinds of things for the environment. They're definitely there. Um, you just need to kind of commit to, to trying, uh, and then just do one, one, take one step after another and, and, ch and change will happen and you will really feel that. And it will also help. I find with like, just to feel good of all of that, because I'm, I'm just like everybody else. You know, when I read the news, sometimes it gives me, you know, fear and things like that. Um, but then when I'm able to take action and inspire others and collaborate with others on making a bigger impact together, that just makes me feel so much better and helps me sleep at night. So I think that also is very good for our mental health and being able to regenerate our own internal resources in order to sustain and put forth kind of the world that we need to create together. This is going to be an all hands on deck kind of effort. So we all need to do everything that we possibly can. Yeah. Um, that's that's great, Diana. Thank you for educating us and for sharing about what your organization is doing. I, I think we should check in with you again to see um, what One Tree Planet is doing later in the year and, and uh, where, where you're taking this. So thank you so much again for joining our podcast. And uh, we really appreciate it. And we want to talk to you soon again. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much.